0: This is Dr. Rebecca May coming to you from Arcana Labs. And this is Road to Reno. Good morning. This is Dr. Rebecca May at Arcana Labs. I'm interviewing Dr. Joel Murphy this morning. Good morning. He's uh, the first interview in our series. I'm the new fellow at Arcana Labs, and he was the prior fellow. Since I just uh, moved here and started at Arcana, I wanted to get to know you all a little better.
1: Yeah, sounds great.
0: And I just want to point out that uh, Joel is wearing a tie over his scrubs this morning. Just
1: yeah. To class I, it up a little bit. <laughs> I felt like I needed to, uh, yeah, just be a little bit more classy than my typical uh, Monday through Friday uh, attire, so... <laughs>
0: So uh, first, can you tell me where you grew up?
1: Yeah, so uh, I grew up in uh, Flower Mound, Texas, which is kind of just a suburb out of uh, outside of Dallas, Fort Worth. Um, was there from birth to 18 and then went off to college.
0: And where did you go to college?
1: So I started off, um, I actually uh, grew up playing soccer. I started off at uh, Lenore Ryan College. I had a, an athletic scholarship and then uh, transferred to Texas Tech to finish my undergrad in, uh, yep.
0: What position did you play in soccer?
1: Uh, I played uh, kind of all over, but mostly center midfield, and then played uh, defense uh, in college.
0: So um, where did you end up going to medical school?
1: Uh, I went to uh, the University of Texas at uh, Houston. So spent uh, four years there in the, the massive med center of Houston, and uh, yeah, enjoyed, uh, had a great education, and had lots of great experiences there.
0: It's wonderful. Yeah. So uh, where'd you go to residency?
1: Uh, I did my uh, pathology residency at uh, the University of Virginia, and I did both combined AP and CP, so anatomic and clinical.
0: That's a big change from Texas.
1: It was, yeah. So we, my wife and I, again, we had spent basically our entire life, I had spent a year outside of Texas, but uh, she had never left the state, you know, aside from vacations and things like that and um, we didn't have any kids at the time <laughs> so we thought what would be you know the best time to kind of go off and explore a new area and try something try something new and so that's how we you know and I loved every minute of being at uh, UVA and had great mentors there and great friends and so it was just a it was a kind of a perfect opportunity to go and see a new place and and have some new experiences.
0: How did you decide on a fellowship?
1: Um, yeah so Interestingly, I've always just kind of haven't had uh, interest in renal, renal like nephrology. Um, I remember in med school, that was like my favorite block of pathology was when they showed the IF and the EM. I mean, at that time, I, it was still kind of new to me. So I was like, oh, I, I kind of like this, but it's, you know, we'll see how it goes going forward. Um, and then actually, uh, when I rotated uh, in pathology at my, at my medical school, the program director was a renal pathologist, and to get uh, an opportunity to meet all the uh, medical students who were going into pathology, you spent an entire week with him, which meant you spent an entire week doing renal pathology. Wow. And then when I went to residency, I still kept my mind open for all kinds of opportunities and, um, again, had another great uh, mentor in Dr. Helen Cathro and um, a couple other of the renal pathologists. And then my program director said, you know, she just really... Um, you know pushed me to follow my interest and and then i came here actually and rotated and loved every minute of being at arcana um and the people and the great atmosphere and the education is you know bar none um and so it, that's kind of how i got here <laughs> and now we now we live here and have two kids and um i guess we're arkansans is that how you say that
0: i think so but i'm still learning that too <laughs> So um, how did you first hear about Arcana and come to rotate here?
1: Yes. So I had actually heard the name nephropath um, when I was applying for residencies. Because when I interviewed at UAMS, they bring it up as like, hey, if anybody's ever interested in renal, there's you know this big private practice in town. And they take our students for upwards of a month. Um, and you can rotate and get to learn more about renal path. And so at that time, I had heard it. But I didn't really know anything about it. Um, but Dr. Walker just happened to come to UVA to give a talk um, to the nephrology department. Um, I think it was Peds that he was coming to talk to. I can't. I can't remember for sure. But basically, he also asked the pathology department if he could give like a little slide session. And uh, and I was actually on search path and kind of busy. And I'm like, oh man, I'm. You know, I mean, I need. to, You know, I'd really like to go to this this lecture. And but I'm busy. And and uh, I was able to. You know get over there and do the do the lecture and then and then on top of that was able to go to lunch with Dr. Walker and wow. Dr. Cathro yeah it was just kind of we, we kind of talked and he said you know he just kind of offered he said if you ever want to come and learn more about what we do or just learn more about renal you know please come on down and eventually it, it I think probably about four or five months went by and I kind of had that in the back of my mind but I hadn't really followed up on it too much and then just sent a email and said hey if, if the offer still stands to come come and see what you guys do. I'd love to come down and the rest is history. So.
0: Well, if anybody can get you excited about renal path, it's Dr. Walker. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> one of the speaker. best best speakers I think I've ever had the opportunity to, to see and, and uh, learn from, for sure.
0: So you came in your second year of residency to do rotation?
1: I did. So I came um, right at the beginning of second year, actually. Um, you know, had spent most of that first year kind of, you know, as pathology residents, we have we decide fairly early what what fellowships we want to pursue, and so I spent you know most of first year really trying to dive into renal as much as I could. It can be and, difficult. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> but look, of all the search path. Yeah, it can be, but we have you know where I was again, um, I had great teachers who always would when we did have free moments here and there, would show me and teach me you know cases and go to conferences and things like that.
0: So how was your experience coming to Arcana as a fellow?
1: Yeah, it was, it was, you know, excellent. They, um, all the attendings here, everyone is just, you know, all about teaching, um, all about trying to, um, you know, if you have uh, areas that are, um, you know, like little lacunes uh, in your education, they they love to, you know, sit down and really work with you and just get you, you know, at that top, top level of, of uh, diagnostics. And, um, you know, they do a great job too of, Starting you out, you know, the first, um, you know, first few weeks, you, you know, spending a lot of time doing lectures and and uh, reading and and things like that. So they don't um, hand
0: you a stack of cases to write up on your first day.
1: No, uh-uh. we spend about yeah. I think it. I think I spent the first three or four weeks uh, just just really like immersed in interesting cases that the attendings would bring by, um, as well as you know follow up reading and you know reading interesting articles and and. Um, That kind of stuff, and and then the the lectures, you know, you have kind of a a structured lecture schedule um, for that first month. So laying
0: a foundation. Absolutely, yeah,
1: Yeah. exactly. And then you get your, then you start out with your first case, and you have all day to perseverate on it, and then, uh, you know, you just kind of, you know, build on that solid foundation, keep making the foundation strong, and and then, you know, keep working your way up to more and more cases as you progress through your, your training. What was
0: your first case?
1: Um honestly I believe it was nodular diabetes. <laughs> so it wasn't uh you know too impressive but as Dr. Walker always says, you know, diabetic cases can can have their tricks too, you know. You can always have a hiding fibrillary or you know, uh, segmental membranous or IGA, you know, there's all kinds of other things that like to walk around with diabetes. So, so I, I, still learned a ton from that first case.
0: And then you decided to accept a job here as well as an attendant.
1: I did. Yep. I, uh, you know, after spending, you know, basically, I think it was about half to, you know, it was about six months around January. We, we, um, my wife and I kind of felt we were going to lay down some roots here in, in Little Rock, and um, really just all just loved the people that we worked with, and loved the work, and and um, yeah, just haven't left basically. <laughs>
0: what changed the most when you became an attending?
1: Um, things that didn't used to bother you bother you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So things that you used to easily blow off as you know, oh, I you know I can easily just kind of you know, ignore that that uh, you know, that little inflammation in that area of scar, you know, and and you know, those first few days for sure, I'm looking at, say, a diabetic case just to stay on theme, um, and you're looking, you're like, man, there's a lot of EOs, and you know, is that in scar? Is it not in scar? Should I be calling this a superimposed AIN? And no, we've talked about this, you know, diabetics can have all kinds of inflammation, and you know, there's just these little things that, you know, when someone else's putting their name at the end of the report, it Mm -hmm. it does have a different feel to it than when you say, you know, Dr. Murphy signs this thing out as diabetes. And how'd
0: they help you in that first transition period to becoming an attending?
1: Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that is great about being at a place like Arcana is we have, hopefully I get the number right, but close to 15 or 16, you know, world-class renal pathologists here. Um... So even though we do see these rare things that might kind of throw throw a curveball at you, you know, every now and then, um, everyone's door is always open, um, and you can easily go and show a case, and you know, um, basically say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What are your thoughts about this? And and um, that really kind of takes the edge off, knowing that you have that that uh, support and uh, behind you, you know, and. Um, so that was, that was one of the major things. And then the other thing too is, you know, the training in and of itself. Kind of, um, you know, over time, you know, you start to build up the volume of cases. But then you, you know, you start, um, they start throwing in like um, call, phone calls and things like that, and trying to throw tricks at you that sometimes um, you know are just questions that nephrologists might have um, and you you know try to get you uh, just more comfortable with kind of having those difficult conversations with with clinicians when say as an example they think you know a patient comes in with what they think is an AKI when really it's advanced CKD and there's not much left to be saved in this kidney sometimes you know conversations like that were you um, the nephrologist thinks it's going one way and, you know, you have to, you know, stay firm and say, look, you know, unfortunately this kidney's pretty much gone or, you know, mm-hmm. some, just things like that. So I think if you weren't nervous or you weren't, um, you know, sometimes going home and perseverating on your cases. And I mean, mm-hmm. you know, medicine is a, is a lifelong journey and a lifelong process of learning. And, and, um, I think it, you know, when you go home and you do think about the calls you make and things like that, it means you you know, care about your patients and really care about what it is that you're doing. So.
0: Yeah. So at this very early part of your career, is there any part of renal pathology that you find extremely exciting or that draws you in the most?
1: Yeah. So I've uh, kind of um, started to kind of peak an interest a little bit in transplant pathology, actually, which is kind of interesting. Um, It's kind of a, it's a very complicated field, and one that I'm obviously still learning a lot more about over time. Um, but yeah, transplants kind of interesting, and you know, going for there's just so many facets of it, and everyone's trying new things, and we've got you know new new uh, immunosuppressive drugs and things like that that are that are coming coming out, and uh, and I just like the the aspect of transplant. You know, it's just all like it's just kind of an interesting you know idea. So, <laughs>
0: Yeah. How many of these, uh, how many transplant cases do you usually get a week?
1: It kind of varies, you know, so, mm-hmm. so this week, you know, this week was a little bit off. I had three yesterday, actually. Oh wow! Um, it can range from one every other day to, I would say it averages like one, one a day, basically mm-hmm. one out of my, you know, say six cases on average is a transplant.
0: That's great, especially yeah. since you like it so much. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now this brings us to the rapid-fire question Uh-oh. part all of right. the interview. bring it on. All right, so how many cups of coffee do you drink daily?
1: Uh, Probably two. Two, yeah. okay.
0: What was your first car?
1: It was a 1995 Volkswagen Jetta.
0: <laughs> what color?
1: It was uh, like forest green nice. and all beat up. <laughs> Did you name it? I did not, yeah.
0: Uh, iPhone or Android? Uh,
1: iPhone, yeah.
0: How many hours of sleep are you getting at night?
1: I try to get a reasonable amount, but right now we're probably in the four to six, (laughs) four to five range. New baby. Yeah, yeah. And he's still in our room with us, you know, even at two months.
0: Favorite movie?
1: Top Gun. To this day, ever since I was eight.
0: (laughs) Talking or texting?
1: Talking, yep.
0: First TV show you ever binge watched?
1: (sighs) Probably The Office or Friends. I can't remember which, you know.
0: Scale of one to ten, how good of a driver are you? Uh,
1: Despite my recent uh, record, uh, I would say eight. I had two accidents when I moved to Little Rock. Oh, gosh. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's the last book you read for fun?
1: It was called. It was called. It's called leading, um, and it was by Sir Alex Ferguson, who's one of the. He was the. Uh, he used to be the manager of uh, Manchester United, the soccer team. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, it talks about kind of his. His uh, led the team and just just some pearls of leading by example, things like that. So,
0: favorite holiday.
1: Christmas, yeah.
0: What chore do you hate doing?
1: Picking up the dog's mess. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my chores and I need to do that actually
0: <laughs> morning or night person
1: I would say I'm more of a morning person do
0: you prefer your 20s or your
1: 30s well since I'm just into 30s I'll probably say 20s we'll see how the rest of the 30s go
0: okay well thank you so much it's been so nice getting to know you a little
1: bit better absolutely thanks, thanks. Our guinea pig. yeah thanks so much for having me on the uh, on the podcast Ooh. so it was a pleasure
0: Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes Store. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.